Oh my God, my brother's my best friend. Oh my God, my sister's my best friend. Diamonds, I still can't believe he gave me diamonds. Mirror, mirror on the wall, who's the baldest of them all? Four finger discount, dude. Welcome to Four Figure Discount. This week we are here to review episode FABF07. It is the 12th episode of the 15th season. It is Millhouse doesn't live here anymore. I'm Dando. He is Dando. And I'm Guy. That's right. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yes, how are we all doing? We're, we're back from Easter. Yeah. We're feeling... Heavier. Semi-refreshed, <laughs> but a little heavier, probably. I didn't go mad on the egg. Hey, it was... Was it Easter last weekend? No, no, it was weekend An- no Easter. Easter was the weekend before that. This was Anzac Day. Anzac Day, yeah. So you had a lot of Anzac Day biscuits this week. We had a yeah, we had a double-barreled long weekend. We had two long weekends in a row. Short work weeks as well, which is good. Yeah. Does that always? I'm because I'm a freelancer, so I generally don't get that many days off. What's a work week? Pretty much. I'm trying to recall if the Easter long weekend and the Anzac Day good weekend usually sort of bump up against one one another like that. I don't think they do. Not that I can recall, but I know that if Anzac Day falls on the Saturday, on the weekend, we don't get the extra day off. So maybe because the Anzac Day was on the Monday this year, maybe that's why it it felt like it was a double whammy. Maybe. That's bloody un-Australian, that is. (laughs) Just for... Every week we're at work, we're like... It should just be a four-day week every week. It just should be. It, it really should. <laughs> I know some countries have trialled it, and apparently it was a massive success. But Everyone's happier. Yep. Productivity is not dimmed or diminished or dipped in any way. No, and people and, know they're going to get a long weekend, so like you said, so they're happy so they'll work harder because like, they're appreciative that you're giving them the extra day off. It's so like, all right, I work twice yeah. as hard now. I'll get more shit done in, my, in the time well, that I'm here. Well, I don't know about that. But... <laughs> I won't take but a forty-five pe- minute lunch break. I'll only take a forty-minute lunch break today. Yeah, so be happy with that. Yeah, but four-day week, um, four-day work week. I'm all for it. I believe Dando's all for it. Uh, listeners of Four Finger Discount, well, just it's in, it's in the name. Four. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Exactly. Hey, look, if we get enough <laughs> patrons, we can just make it a. I mean, this never feels like working at all, anyway. So if we if we can make this our job, we'll, we'll never work ever. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> so, no patrons. 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 <laughs> Thank you so much, guys, to everyone who has supported us on our Patreon page. You guys are absolute champions. I'll give you some shout outs in just a few moments. But I just want to throw a shout out to our record store day, was also this recent uh, weekend. Just went by on the Saturday. And I picked up a Charlie Brown Christmas uh, from <gasps> one JB Hi Fi, the record oh. there. And a, a foil cover. With an embossed cover as well, so all the characters are embossed, and it's the yeah Charlie Brown Christmas uh, score. Vince Guaraldi, am I correct? Correct, yes. Very, very good score. Very jazzy. Just you put it on, you're like ah. But a, a little, a, uh, not melancholy, but uh, it's got some some slower, dare I say, sadder moments in yeah, there as well. Yeah, hundred percent. Yep. But it's just nice to have it on in the background. I did some work today with it's on Spotify. And uh, you might ask, why would I buy it on record when I can just listen to it on Spotify? But I um, I listened to it at work and just, yeah, I got more shit done because I was just listening to this, this nice music. Speaking of good music, by the way, one more thing before we get into The Simpsons, Better All Call right. Saul. I also picked up the score of the LP of the first two seasons of Better Call Saul. What a show. Are you watching the last season? 
I am not as yet because I'm a little bit behind, so I've got it's, I've got some catching up to do. Okay, well, I'm not going to spoil anything. Don't worry, guys, because I spoil- fucking hate spoilers. But my goodness, is is an epic. It is so great. <laughs> yeah, if you are a fan of Breaking Bad and you haven't watched Better Call Saul, get onto it now. Get on that. But we're here today to review an episode called Millhouse Doesn't Live Here Anymore. And I actually, you said to me before there wasn't much to it. I agree, but I actually thought it was quite fun. It had a wacky Homer side plot with him doing the uh, the panhandling, but mm. I didn't. I really liked the Bart Milhouse story that transitioned into the Bart Lisa story because at not not at any point was Bart overly cruel or mean to Lisa. They felt very much like a brother and sister in this. They did, and I did like the realization. I mean, we're skipping ahead a bit here, but that's fine. Yes, that Bart and Lisa had become best friends, and you know. I've got siblings, of course, but there's a fair age gap between me and, and my next sister. Hmm. And it never really occurred to me. It's like, oh, well, I'm friendly with my siblings, but I wouldn't necessarily call, you're my best friend. Different generation. Yeah, pretty much. So I'm wondering, yes, how it would feel for someone with a sibling relatively close in age and realise, wow, this person that I live with is actually my best friend. What does that say about me? What does that say about a relationship? Is it necessarily a good thing? Should I be exploring other options? All that kind of stuff. I found it kind of fun, and but I, and I did like the dynamic between the two of them. It's sometimes easy to forget that these two may have more in common than they have not in common. Yeah, it's just there was that scene where they were outside playing, like splashing each other around the car. That just felt very old school Simpsons. There, it just it wasn't. Mm. They weren't being mean to each other. That was as you say in Australia, you're just taking the piss out of each other, just having a bit of fun, mucking around, right? Yeah. But getting back to your siblings being your best friend. So I always considered, I never considered my sister to be my best friend, but I've always had a really good relationship with my sister, particularly yeah. when I was still living at home before I met Nicola and everything. We would always, you know, we'd easily just hang out all day and just watch movies or we'd go do something together. Yeah. And that's what I'm trying to push with Elliot and Holly. That's why we tried to have them close enough in age. I think it's, uh, so what, Elliot's turning four in July, she's turning two in October. So there's a couple of years between them. But they're close enough where it won't feel like a massive gap. I think once you start pushing like five, six years, it feels like it's a different, not a different generation, but just it just it feels odd to be hanging out together. Certainly in childhood it does. I yeah. mean, five or six years feels like an eternity. Yeah, because just say Elliot was five years older than Holly. When he turns 13, she's still eight. It's like, I'm not hanging out with that little kid anymore, but because yeah. there's only that two or so years difference, hopefully they'll still be able to hang out with each other. Yeah, yeah, you can tag along. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. She can yeah, be that, that little kind of tomboy stuff. sister. She's totally going to be a tomboy. My goodness, she beats <laughs> up Elliot already, man. <laughs> That's good though. But yeah, so as I was saying, I really like that that element to it. And the homicide plot, it is a bit absurd, but what isn't absurd these days in this instance? That is correct. Now, looking at the episode from like taking a bird's eye view of it, it's like, mm-hmm. okay, I like, I like this A plot. I like this B plot. Uh, I think all this stuff could kind of work. I didn't necessarily dislike this episode, but it had a tone to it that we have in recent Simpsons seasons, say 13, 14, 15. Yep. That is a little, it's very 2000s, very early 2000s, a little bit snarky, uh, a little bit self-aware. Like it's got its tongue in the cheek like, you know, eh, yeah, we know we're a TV show. We're a bit... But we, we know we're a TV show, so we're cool about that. And, you know, we'll poke fun at that occasionally. And sometimes that can work, but sometimes it can be a bit too smart for its own good. And this occasionally felt like that. And it also had yeah. that kind of, I don't know, not cruel sense of humour, but a little sort of cold. 
You know, and it's weird because there was a lot of really warm stuff in this episode. I mean, the whole relationship between Bart and Lisa, as you said, I I really really enjoyed. Um, the Cap City kids were definitely early two thousands, weren't they? Oh god, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> little mini M M&M. and M. Yeah, but there are bits in here as well that just felt non Simpsons. I mean, the whole I wasn't a fan of the as they call them the bums, the the, the woman bum. Was like you're a mm. woman, and then like, want to make out. I was like, oh, this is, isn't really funny. <laughs> I think there was one bit that just really didn't work for me. Yeah. It was when uh, Homer came home from his first panhandling expedition after he's been booted out of the bar. Oh, he was drunk. Yeah, and he was drunk, but he's bought um, he's bought Marge some flowers. Marge is so overcome that she sort of passes out. Like, oh, we're passing out together. It's like I don't know. There's something about it just didn't sit right with me for okay. some reason. Yeah, I don't know exactly what it was, but it just felt like this isn't funny, nor is it romantic. It's not really doing anything. It's just, <laughs> you, I mean, I mean, I guess Marge is an alcoholic, but yeah, both the parents have passed out on the floor. Yeah, <laughs> and the kids are still like, okay, whatever. It's like, oh, at least they're not fighting. It's like, yeah, that feels a little more like a married with children gag. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I, I could see that. Yeah, definitely. What was his yeah. name? Bud was it? Uh, Al Bundy? No, no, no. The kid. Oh, was Bud Bundy. Bud. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And look, I like Married with Children a lot, and I get the feeling if I'd seen nope. Ed O'Neill and Katie Seagal do that gag, um, I probably would have quite dug it. But in this one, it's like, yeah, you're you're trying to be a little coarser than you normally are, mm-hmm. and it doesn't really quite sit well with me. Yep, I can understand what you're saying there. I did- and, yeah, but at the same time, I mean, it's not like The Simpsons can't do gags that have a bit of an edge to them. I mean, they've done they've done plenty of them, yeah, and and often they work. But sometimes, yeah, just a bad gag is a bad gag. <laughs> I did think though that the because there's been times in recent seasons where the endings, the schmaltzy ending, feels a bit forced. Mm. This one was very laid on thick, but I still think it was kind of earned. It wasn't out of nowhere, and yeah. it was a nice little character moment for Bart. It really was, wasn't it? Yeah. So it felt like they were trying to have their cake and eat it too. When they cut to um, Mrs. Jefferson, hmm. to Wheezy, uh, you know, sort of explaining, well, this is what happens in the sitcom episode. It's like, you had a perfectly good example of it right there. Just leave you it. Didn't, yeah, you didn't need to take the piss. No. You know, if, you'd, if you'd done a shit version of it, that's when you take the piss. Because I, I kind of watched it, and when she pointed that out, I kind of thought... Oh, am I meant to feel stupid for thinking that was nice now? Like, yeah. Is she making fun of me for, for enjoying that ending? Because it's yeah. like, what we did here, it's kind of like, here's the magician revealing his secrets. What we do here is to make you feel good because we give you what is called a schmaltzy ending mm. and you suckers fall for it. It's, it's like, <laughs> oh, well, I fell for it. Now I feel silly. <laughs> hey, my favourite. But what were your favourite moments from Millhouse Doesn't Live Here Anymore? We're not really talking about spoilers here, so I'll just cut straight no, to the this end. This is the thing. No, no, nothing is, no one is listening to this before they watch the episode, so you're not spoiling anything. <laughs> <laughs> true, true. But the whole Monopoly game, I thought, was very, very nice. Mm-hmm. And the fact that he had made all these chance cards that were basically gifts to Lisa. Honestly, people, your spouse or your partner loves this kind of shit. Like if you, if you're, <laughs> It's thoughtful. It was so thoughtful. It's it's yeah. cheap, it's cost-effective, it costs nothing, but it means more than a bouquet of roses. Yeah, the whole free hugs voucher, you know, of this is valid for one foot rub. <laughs> yeah, it works. <laughs> works Works a treat. So, Especially when it's for you. Very much so. 
I'd leave them around the house. You, you make them up full of weed. Also, one free foot rub for a guy. <laughs> <laughs> you, you are entitled to cheeseburger for dinner. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> you are entitled to massage my toes. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I thought that was a really yep. l- very sweet way to close out the episode. And schmaltzy, sure, but in a good way. Schmaltz is not necessarily a bad thing. I felt classic schmaltzy, yeah. Indeed. That's that's what I enjoyed about this episode. What did you like, Dan? Well, in regards to the, the schmaltzy stuff, so just before the schmaltzy bit, I liked Marge saying, go outside and play with Lisa. Then you'll be saying, Milhouse, whoo. Milhouse, whoo. <laughs> it just felt very Marge. But then there's a moment when they're playing around outside and like, so Marge has sent him out. She's realised that she's admiring her good work of putting them together admiring her two children, these two kids that she's created, having a good time together, and she's just gazing out the window smiling. And I was like, <laughs> as a parent, I now watch this and go, I get that. I thought this episode had a lot of really good animation, and I'll point them out throughout the episode, throughout the review, yeah. but that moment there had a nice little, had a bit of music in the background. The kids are mucking around outside having a good time, and Marge is just standing there just admiring it. And, mm. yeah, like I said, as a parent, I can get it because when Holly and Ali are playing together now, you just sit back and go, we made those. Like, yeah. they, 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 you know, and it's just it's just nice seeing them just hanging out together. It's, it's, it's one of the most beautiful things of being a parent is seeing your kids hanging out and enjoying their, each other's company. But I also enjoyed Homer entering Costington's. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, yes. <laughs> when he shows all the money. The oh, yes gets me every time. Every mm. time. <laughs> it's one of, the, one of the best later season characters they created, for sure. I mean, oh, Gil, absolutely. Gil, Gil's kind of considered golden era, but he's not. He started like season nine. I, I would consider him okay. later, later season episode uh, character. But the, the oh, yes, man. What a character. <laughs> Just perfectly deployed. Yeah, just yep. so great. Next question. You there, eating the paste. All right, it is now time for some trivia for Millhouse Doesn't Live Here Anymore. But before then... Got to read out the Hall of Fame? We have to read out the Hall of Fame, our $20 patrons. Kicking off with the one and only Andrew Zer. We have our newbie, Sally Kimberly. Thank you so much for joining the Four Finger Discount family. Hey, hey Sal. Yeah, Hank Scorpio, Steamed Ham Champion, Dylan Haggett, Kevin Dental Plan Flood, Jonathan Rossi, Zach Pruitt from the You Can't Disappoint a Podcast, Christopher Darby, Timothy Burleson, Jordan Molman Ritchie, Joel Yoland, Katie G, Daniel Kotnick, Shannon Hofer, Jenna Rice, Reese Roberts, Adam Sanderson, George McMenemy, Stephen Roberts, Sean Devey, Bella Winderbank, David Stewart, Tom Pickering, Groundskeeper Noah, Declan Phoenix, and Mark Boston Burgess. Never know he's not at the moment a $20 patron. Shout out to one Keith Nedham. We're thinking of you, buddy. Indeed. We love you all. <laughs> also, shout out to the newest members of the family, James Shaw and Philip JT. Thank you so much for becoming patrons of Four Finger Discount, where you'll now get access to a bunch of exclusive podcasts, including the April Four Finger Discount Revisited Classic, the PTA Disbands. We don't know you all that well, but you're, um, we're sure you're very nice. We know them all very well because they're part of the Four Finger Discount Facebook community where we get to banter with them on a daily basis. I'm talking <laughs> about the newbies. The newbies. We'll, 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 newbies, post in the group. Say, hey, I'm James. Everyone say, hi, James. Then you tell us a bit about yourself and then we can go from there. The relationship exactly. will flourish. It'll be great, but enough about that. It is now time for some trivia. You kick off this week, Mr. Davis. Hit me with Fine, your first question. I will. Do it. What is the name of Milhouse's imaginary friend? Oh, that's my first question. Walter. No! 
oh no we're gonna do it again while we steal each other's questions my next one is what number was Homer in the lineup he was number three yes in between two and four correct who got along famously Mm. Uh, what is the name of the moving company that is going to move uh, the Mill House, or oh, the Van Houtens, yeah, shall I say, to Capital City? Something teachers. Is it something along the lines of poor teachers? Ah. Well, when you don't have enough to eat, what are you? You're hungry? Uh, what, if you're, what if you really don't have enough to eat <laughs> and starving you're really teachers. hungry? That's correct. Starving teachers, starving teachers. All right. My next question is, and it will be my final one, unless I can think of one now. What is the school's Xerox code? <laughs> one four seven. I got that one too. <laughs> okay, you think of one more. I'll think of one more as well. Okay, then. Uh, can you name at least three of the different uh, subsets of uh, Panhandler? Or three different types? Oh, I know. There's um, cripple, fake cripple. That's two of them. <laughs> yeah. uh, a crazy vet. A crazy guy is one of them, but it's something about do a veteran. That is three. Okay. Yeah. Would you like? I'll give you all six. You give me all six. Do it. Bad musician, messed up vet, cripple, fake cripple, religious zealot, and crazy guy. That's right. You look like go, a crazy guy. Go to the uh, mall in Geelong at any given day, and you will probably find all six. <laughs> you will tick every box. All right. My final question is: What is on Nelson's lunchbox? Oh, um. Is it bunny? No, no. Yeah, bunny. Little bunny. Well, that's bunny foo-foo. Bunny foo-foo, yeah. Little bunny foo-foo. Did you say Nelson's or Millhouse's? That's, Nil- that's Nelson's. Oh, I thought you said I thought you said Millhouse's. Oh, did I? thought? Oh, maybe I did. I meant to say oh, Nelson's. Maybe, maybe I did. Maybe I misheard it. <laughs> Who knows? It's meant to be we, Nelson's. We're not communicating. Well, no, damn, we're no. not. Nelson's, Time to go to couples counselling. Nelson's uh, lunchbox, yes. Little bunny foo-foo and explodes. But that is trivia for Millhouse doesn't live here anymore. We'll be right back after this short break with our in-depth review. Yes. Yes. Good news, everyone. Everyone's favourite podcast from the year 3000 has returned. Yes, it is Tales of Futurama. Each week, we'll be going back and revisiting every episode of the series, discussing the themes, gags, and all the Easter eggs you may not have seen the first time around. It's Tales of Futurama, available now exclusively at patreon.com slash discount. If you're looking for a podcast that'll always be there for you, look no further than our new show, The One About Friends, hosted by myself and my incredible wife, Nicola. She is literally the biggest Friends fan I know, so who better to help me as we revisit every single episode of the show, discussing the characters, fashion trends, and how this iconic series still relates to our lives to this day. The One About Friends is available now on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you find your podcasts. Are you tired of listening to people talk about something and would just rather hear two losers talk about nothing? Well, look no further than Talking Seinfeld, our podcast discussing every episode of the number one show of the 90s. Talking Seinfeld is available now for free on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you find your podcasts. If you feel like having yourself a time, then check out our new podcast, Going Down to South Park, where we go back and revisit every episode of the iconic series, dissecting the stories, reveling in chef sing-alongs, and chuckling at the occasional fart joke. Going Down to South Park is available now for free on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you find your podcasts. The original air date of Millhouse Doesn't Live Here Anymore was February 15th, 2004. It was directed by Matthew Nastuck, written by Julie Chambers and David Chambers. I wonder if they're a couple. Maybe, maybe they're siblings. Maybe that's why this episode works. 
Uh, there was guest appearances from Nick Bakey, William Daniels, Isabel Sanford, and Dick Tufeld as the Lost in Space robot. Tufeld? Tufeld, mm. yeah. So was he the robot in the original series, was he? I believe he was, yes. Okay, there you go. Danger Will Robinson. Yeah, the couch gag was uh, the couch is replaced with a plot of dirt, and as a gardener tosses some seeds in the dirt and waters it, the Simpsons sprout out from the ground. And there was no chalk gag. So the episode kicks off with the kids all on the school bus. They're on their way to uh, another excursion to the Museum of Television. But before that, a lunchbox has exploded. Mrs. K says, this lunchbox has exploded. It is little bunny foo-foo. Who does it belong to? And Nelson owns up to it. And then everyone makes fun of him for being poor. And I've got here, stop with the Nelson is poor gags. It's not funny. It's not nice. It's shit. And they're really rubbing it in. Yeah, it's like it's it's almost like the writers have gone, Oh yeah, this is a bit now. And I'm like, No, 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 don't make this a bit now. It's not cool. This like his his character now is just he used to be the terrifying not the terrifying bully, but the kids were scared of him. Now how do we buy him as this scary bully when kids are constantly laughing at his expense? I one hundred percent agree with you, Dando. Um, find better ways to poke fun at Nelson if you must poke fun at Nelson. But uh... It's it's when it's ma- it's when they make him pathetic. Like it can make you can make you know, Nelson is poor gags right, but hmm. you don't have to make it pathetic where he looks in the window and goes, "Oh, someday." Someday, I'm like, "Yeah, oh, fuck off with that." That 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 was shit in my opinion. Uh, Not but, a fan of it either. Yes, take less. Well, take a few lessons from South Park, The Simpsons, and uh, look at the character of Kenny McCormick. Mrs. K explains, as I said, they're going to the Museum of Television and Milhouse. He's just not being very nice, is he, to anybody? He's acting up. He's, He's acting, acting out. out. What happened to a little class coward? And then he brings up that her name is Crabapple. And everyone's like, oh, of course. Finally. <laughs> How have I not said this? And I feel like this is meant to be a joke at like the viewer's expense going, of course it's this. How have you not seen this all these years? Oh, Crabapple. Oh. Crabapple. Rolling, rolling, rolling. Toxic barrel rolling. They're so hot and glowing. We'll die. Smithers, the board of directors is coming here today. I don't want them to see Snap, Crackle, and Pup down there. Uh, sir, there's a big cardboard box out back that could keep them amused. They can make a fort. No, no. Just give them each a nickel and send them to Moe's. Let them wear away the afternoon spilling their beer on gullets and trousers while drooling over French postcards. <laughs> but I like the way he referred to, Burns referred to them as Snap, Crackle, Snap, and, crackle Pop. and Pop. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think? Do you think our our listeners would be are familiar with the three impish spokes characters for rice, rice bubbles? Well, they call them rice krispies, I think, in the states oh, okay. because they, they definitely have them because they made Funko Pops of, of Snap, Snap Crackle, Crackle and, and Pop. Pop. Yeah, in a three pack. It was hot shit at the time. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that was quite popular, wasn't it? Snap Crackle and popular, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Did they have any other cereal spokespersons? There is a lot of cereal ones now. There's um, there's the tiger. What's it called? Tony, Tony the, tiger. the tiger. Yeah, Tony the tiger. Mm, great. Yeah, yes. there's the um, the the frog. Dig him up, frog or something. Dig him frog. Oh, yeah, from Honey Smacks. Honey Smacks. That's the one. Yeah, there's... I loved Honey Smacks. That was so good. You look like someone who would like Honey Smacks. Yeah, you look like you look like <laughs> <laughs> like a fat fuck. <laughs> no, you look like someone who has a, and I'm the same who would just really embrace. Cereal with characters. <laughs> yeah. And every once in a while, I mean, I'm not a cereal guy, but every once in a while, you'll, you'll go to the supermarket, hit the aisle, like... See the Cocoa Pops. <laughs> well, not even not, not even a super sweet cereal, but like, oh man, those fruit clusters look damn nice. Mm. With a, you pour some ice cold milk over that shit, 
oh, hot damn. <laughs> Sometimes you're just in the mood for that. And then even even more than that, there's that place in Melbourne, the um, American food place. Mm-hmm. We have one in Geelong now. Do we? Yeah, it's right near the village cinemas. It's purely all just American stuff. Oh my god! It's oh, right, that convenience shop. It's right. Ne- it's right. No, it's right next to your um your burger place you used to go to. Yeah, next to Kermit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because the lovely Louise was talking about it recently, saying <laughs> apparently that convenience shop is just the kids just go there to vape out the front. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, but okay. Well, I'm gonna go and see if they've got like super sweet American cereals. I want to be a fly on the wall in your kitchen when you pour that milk and go, ooh, hot damn. <laughs> that's good sugar. <laughs> yeah, so. Um. <laughs> so Elliot, it's, it's funny. It, it works though because we have Fruit Loops, right? But we have, there's normal Fruit Loops and there's Fruit Loops that have Spider-Man on the front. And Elliot will only eat the Fruit Loops that have Spider-Man in the box because they're better. <laughs> <laughs> I love that childish logic. It's great. So these are these are Spider-Man Fruit Loops. Dad, you understand they're better because they've got Spider-Man on the box. So <laughs> there you go. Uh, but what, how do we get to that? Oh, Snap Crackle and Pop, of course. Yeah. Yes. Burns but I like that, the, I like that as well that they refer they refer to them as Snap Crackle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Burns uh, says no. Just give him some some money and send them to Moe's. And uh, you see in the background as he's saying that on the on the on the TV. Lenny's driving a forklift and he crushes Carl and Homer and Lenny bail on him. Did you see that? <laughs> I didn't see that. <laughs> uh, we're now at the museum and on the front there, free Emmy to the first thousand visitors. They love hanging shit on the Emmys on the Simpsons. Oh, still, yeah. From the very beginning, they're still doing it to this day. Isabel Sanford from the Jeffersons is the host of the um, of the main video, I guess you could say, the host of the museum. Yeah. And I, I, don't, I wasn't a fan of really any of the museum... T- television stuff it was just I guess it was kind of because it was all dated shows that I don't really know I know of the Jeffersons but I've never, obviously never watched it what, what, what was the spin-off of uh, I think it was a sp- I think it was a spin-off of All in the Family maybe something like that yeah yeah it was a spin-off yeah. of something yeah but you're right I wasn't a huge fan of that either and I mean I kind of like television of that vintage as well but for some reason this just felt like yeah, we got to We've got a few minutes to. F- it, it was filler. It was not killer. It was yeah. filler. It's um, it's kind of sad now when you think if there was a museum of television, things like Seinfeld and Friends would be in it now. Oh yeah, thirty years ago. These shows are thirty years old. Holy shit, man! But yeah, Millhouse isn't a fan of anything. He's just um, he's just playing up. He says, "Let's sneak off." Yeah. Bart's like, "What are you huffing from the bar bag? What's going on here?" The guys are all at now. They're now all at Moe's, I should say. They're toasting Mr. Burns. Then a poo man jeweler walk in. Oh, actually, this is one of my favorites as well. I really like the. You know, Marge and I have an anniversary coming up. I have given Manjula many gifts, including a bouquet of flowers, diamond earrings, and we're going to see Paris. Hilton. In Paris. Texas. On our way to Paris. France. It was a decent enough payoff. I got to say, though. Weird spot and time for and, an anniversary drink, and it sort of just came out of nowhere. Yeah, yeah. it's just I, they needed something to set up the fact that it's their anniversary soon, but it just seemed like a real odd thing. Yeah, why would they be walking to Moe's in the middle of the day? Yeah, yeah, just yeah, <laughs> I, I get that. Um, but Homer says that his gift for Marge is going to be charity stamps from the mail, so that wouldn't end well. So he realizes he has to do something more special. Bart and Milhouse are now walking through the hall of nosy neighbors. We've got Mrs. Kravitz from what, Mr. Davis? From Bewitched. Mr. Roper. 
Uh, Three's Company. And Ned Flanders. Uh, suddenly Susan. <laughs> Man, suddenly Susan. I haven't thought about that show in twenty-five years. Very short-lived that one, wasn't it? Um, I think it might have had maybe two seasons, two or three seasons. Yeah. I see. I just loved any sitcom growing up. I call me a nerd. Call me a geek. The sitcom format, just in the front of a live studio audience, the corny cliche sitcoms growing up, just made me feel safe. It's like comfort. oh yeah, they're very calming. Yeah, yeah. You, you, you know, you know, it's never going to end badly. Yes, and everything is going to be resolved. That's in, it. within half an hour. Yep, the status quo is going to be be um, restored exactly. Yeah, uh, even like what? What are some other shows from that season that didn't? Uh, Veronica's Closet was another one. Oh, yeah. you know, a really good one that doesn't get enough credit is Just yeah. Shoot. Just Shoot Me. Oh, Just Shoot Me is very good. Just that's Shoot Me went for like six nearly seasons, ten years. Yeah, six, it went for a while. Was, it was six seasons. Yeah, that's that's. But you never hear anyone talk about that show anymore. True. It was yeah. good though. It was good, but I, there's another one here that I know you're not a fan of, but I loved when I was a kid. And the only reason I bring it up now is because the neighbour was a nosy neighbour, although he was a friend. He was nosy. How is Wilson not in, in this? Uh, in this Hall of Fame? Was he nosy though? I don't think Wilson was all that nosy. I think he was just there when Tim was around. And he, I know. Yeah, and I guess he gave Tim advice. Tim. Was, yeah, he yeah. provided advice. I mean, he wasn't sort of like, well, you know what I think, Tim. It's more like, mm, what should I do? You know, Wilson. <laughs> hey, Wilson, you there? Yeah, Tim. I, I, I loved Home Improvement when I was a kid. I haven't watched it in a long time, but I just remember just... Yeah, sitcoms were my were my best friend. <laughs> I loved sitcoms growing up. Were your comfort food. <laughs> hey, exactly. Yeah, definitely were. So they, Bart says here, you know, what, what's going on, Milhouse? Is, is your imaginary friend been playing up? Nah, Walter's been cool. I love the way he just <laughs> delivered it. Nah, Walter's been cool. Like, cool. it's normal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Did you ever have an imaginary friend? I never had an imaginary friend. No, not really. I mean, not like a different person. I think I sort of talked to myself a lot. Mm-hmm. I definitely did that as a kid as well. Yeah, kept my. Yeah. I, I liked my own company. Yes. Yeah, and oh, look, I still do that to some degree because you know. Hot damn! It's, it's, it's a good conversation. <laughs> I <laughs> hope. I, I hope that when no one else is around, you still to this day just sit there and go, mm, 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 that's good, or <laughs> insert whatever. Oh, yeah, because there are some things that are just fun to say <laughs> and just put a smile on your face. So uh, it puts a smile on my face every single time. You know, apparently people were a big fan of your old man voice in a, in a recent episode. Which <laughs> I did get a message from one Dylan Haggett saying that he was a fan of it. Oh, really? Now, yeah. Which were, what, the old? What, that one? Take the teeth out, yeah. Oh, that one. <laughs> <laughs> you have to see him do it. It makes it even better. <laughs> oh, all right, well, patrons, if you want a reason to become a patron, it's because you'll get on a Zoom call with Dando and I at the start of every month, and you'll get to see me do the old man face that goes with the old man voice. Get, get the old guy. Er. That's right. That's great. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's, that's exactly right. It evolved from your Bobby impression. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Millhouse, Millhouse here wants to um wants to tell Bart, but Bart says no, no, no. If it's that much hassle, don't. That's how I got where I am. So Millhouse says he, you know, I don't care what people think about me anymore. Bart's like, well, why'd you wear that tutu to school? And then we get the <laughs> the Paul Lind Easter special. I was like, what is going on here? Yeah. Now. That felt like filler. Yeah, a little bit, yes. But uh, I don't know. Paul Lind was you know, a bit of a regular on game shows and chat shows and things like that. And of course, he was um, 
uncle was he uncle I want to say Arthur, but that's completely wrong. I have no but, idea who Paul Lind is. Okay, but he was on Bewitched. Okay. And he was an uncle who showed up. Now, Paul Lind was clearly and very stereotypically gay. Oh, okay. So he was yes. a, like a queen. Very much so. Yep. And but and there were a whole lot of double entendres that um so he was the gay person you could enjoy in the repressive 70s and early 80s. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, I think the Paul Lynn special that they actually put on was probably not far off his appearances on TV. I mean, he had terrific comic timing and was very charming and all that kind of business. But, uh, yeah, he was the guy that you sort of roll down. It's like, uh, yes, we want to have gay jokes and, yeah, but at the same time, not tell anyone, not actually say the word gay. Yeah, so yeah. We got this guy. Yeah. But he was on Bewitched as an uncle in, in Bewitched. I've forgotten his character's name. I want to say Uncle Arthur, but then that's Uncle Arthur from um, from the comedy company. All right, so Paul Lynn Bewitched. Let's just Google it, shall we? Let's, Let's get this sorted. Up. Paul Lynn because Bewitched. They made that terribly Bewitched movie probably around this era, around 2004, with Will Ferrell and Nicole Kidman. Yeah. He played, and Steve Carell he played, played, uncle, played, he played Uncle Arthur. Uh, was it Uncle Arthur? Steve Carell played Uncle Arthur in the movie. It was actually really good. Did a very good I can Paul Lynn impression. I'm looking at a picture here. Paul Lynn with his head through the dinner table. And so mm. his head looks like it's on a plate. It mm. looks just like Steve Carell. So I can actually buy yeah. that casting. Yeah. It was really good casting. It was probably the only good thing about that movie. But anyway, but yeah, the the Paul Lynn thing, eh, yeah, it, it is what it is. It was it just was what it was. Yep. Yeah. Millhouse is riding around on Ironside and he crashes into things that shouldn't talk. Which includes uh, the Lost in Space uh, robot. What's its name mm-hmm. again? K. I don't, K. I don't know if it had a robot. I I just remember it said Danger Will Robinson. Uh, it, it did have it did have a name. It doesn't have it because we've got the um the figures at work. But there was oh, the, um, okay. the, the the space monkey, the chimp. Plus there was also the um the horse from Mister Ed, and the agents <laughs> got all of his money. Yeah. Now the they actually got the actors who voiced those uh, characters, including so, Mister Ed. Yeah. Well, I don't know about Mr. Ed. I don't think that was the case. Because Mr. Ed actually talked. He was an actual talking horse. That's why he was so famous. <laughs> you didn't know this, Dan? No, come on, man. Oh, <laughs> Get up that. on your showbiz, uh, showbiz legend. <laughs> no, but Nick Bakay or Backy, whatever, was the voice of Salem the Talking Cat from Sabrina the Teenage oh, Witch. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, and yep, William yep. Daniels was the uh, the voice of Kit. Kit, yep. Okay, that makes much more sense, yeah. I, I so I think they either got him on the phone or got him into the studio for like five minutes, you know, get him in crazy stuff. Pulled a Tom Clancy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, they each said like a line apiece. I think, you know, Kit said, it's very inappropriate, <laughs> something like that. Uh, it would just be fun just to be able to get them in just for one line, just so you can meet them. Oh, yeah. Well, William Daniels was like, um, I never watched Boy Meets World, but he was like the teacher on Boy Meets World, okay, I think. Okay, yeah. Yeah. I never watched that. that was just before my time. I feel like if I was like three or four yeah. years older, it would have been right in my wheelhouse. Yeah. I mean, the don't ask me why I know that. I think I I knew him from another, like a medical show called St. Elsewhere. He was the one of the main doctors on that. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, and oh, the, we mentioned his name at the start of the show, but he was the voice of the robot. Yes. The actual voice of the robot on the original Lost in Space. Yeah, Dick Tufeld. As the Lost in Space robot. So, the Lost in Space robot does have a name. Hang on. Lost in Space robot. I'm certain it's got a name because B9. B9. Oh. Yeah, Lost in Space B9 robot. There we go. But maybe they didn't call it B9. Maybe it was just like an R2-D2. Like that's its model, but he was just mm. a robot. Anyway, that doesn't matter. Regardless, Millhouse is being a shithead 
He's switching the kids <laughs> on the switching the heads on the Cosby kids and Bart's like, what's going on here? Meanwhile, Mo has thrown Homer out because he doesn't want to have to deal with him. And he lays down the footpath and uses the rat as a remote control. The rich lady starts giving him money. I've got here guys, one of his favorite new characters, the rich lady. Oh my, <laughs> never. She gives him five bucks and he starts dancing for money. Call me crazy. I was a fan of Homer dancing for money. <laughs> you were or you weren't? I liked it. Yeah. <laughs> da, da, da. I liked, I really liked Dan's acting of Mr. Bojangles. I like the Bojangles one. I could do without the hoochie coochie one. It just, that just went kept, on a bit long. It went on a bit long. It did go on a bit long. But the Mr. Bojangles, just getting right into it, it was great. Yeah. Although I did like... Um, yeah, that woman giving him a coin. I didn't say stop. Yeah. Or just, it's a... A throwback to well, there's been a whole bunch of I didn't say stop lines in the Simpsons. I was going to say like, there was a, a it's hoedown. There was a it's hoedown. It's the hoedown, hundred percent. But there was a few moments in this episode where I was like, "You've done this gag before, but you know it's <laughs> been ten years, so whatever." Okay. Yeah. They arrive at Milhouse's house, but Milhouse. This is where he realizes, oh shit, he's leaving for Capital City, and you just know that shot there where he goes, "I'm moving," and he opens the door. That would have been the commercial, I reckon. That mm. would have been the selling point for this episode. Milhouse is leaving Springfield. Bart is really distressed. I've got here, it was really great animation, this, this part here of Bart's distressed face. Because this is a kid who's 10. This is his best friend. And his friend's like, oh, I'm leaving now. That would be like the worst thing ever. It really would be. Yes. <laughs> it's just like, what do you mean? What? what? Like, you're leaving now? <laughs> no goodbyes? I remember, I've, I've, I may have spoke about this in a recent episode, but, you know, I had that year when I was about nine, going on ten, lived in England for a year. Moved away from all my friends my whole life. Yeah. Like, I don't think I was a day or so in England before I wrote a letter to my best friend saying, uh, uh, it's okay over here, not too bad, this is happening, how's everything over there? See you later, uh, see you in 363 days, uh, guy. <laughs> <laughs> Some shit like that. So yeah, I mean, yeah, being separated from your best at the age of like, the age of ten—that would suck. Yeah, this is before Zoom. This is before everything. You had a phone call. That's it. Yeah. Bart, there's something I gotta tell you. I'm moving. What? My mom got a job in Capital City. Capital City? You can't move that far. You're my best friend. What's your mom making? I'll match it. It's too late, Bart. My mom's already transferred her four hundred one k. Luann, what are you doing? Look, Kirk, I need a fresh start. Well, couldn't you get a fresh start by remarrying your old husband? Kirk, we're going. Fine, but you can't take Millhouse. I have visitation rights. Yes, and you're also supposed to pay child support. Hey, I thought you said my money was no good. I said you're no good. Get in the Carmel house. This isn't over. I'll fight you with every lunch half hour I get. Ooh, speaking of which. It's gonna be tough to be peppy today. Tell me about it. Could have been a trivia question. What was it for? It was for condo. Was it Nuevo Condos? It was something condos, yeah. I think, I'm yeah. assuming it's where he lives. Yep. Okay. Probably couldn't afford his um, rent, so he had to do that to pay for it. Ooh. We come back and Homer is arriving drunk with flowers. This is the moment we discussed earlier where Marge feels a swoon coming on. They have a simultaneous pass <laughs> out. I did like Marge. Have you been clubbing? I like the scratchy here. What I liked about it was the MSG. Because Chinese food, mate, 
I just can't eat it. It fucks me up. The MSG fucks me up. I feel sick <laughs> for two days whenever I eat Chinese food. Oh. It's it's unfortunate because I love the taste, but mm. it's just not worth it for me. I, I eat it and go, that was so good, but whilst I'm eating, I'm going, I'm going to regret this immediately. When you say regret it, like how? Stomach ache or, you know, bad... What do we call it here on this Business podcast? Business back? What do we call it? The, the squirts? Oh, bad burrito? <laughs> yeah, bad burrito. <laughs> it just, yeah, it makes me feel... It does not agree with my stomach at all. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. I remember I, I got um, dumplings. Is dumplings Chinese? Is that is, is that Chinese dumplings? I think basically every nation around the world has its version of okay. dumplings. Well, but I, dim sum, perhaps? I, um, I had dumplings... For yeah. an engagement party once, and this was 2015, mm-hmm. and I've never been so unwell with food oh, poisoning dear. besides that moment. Like it was the worst food poisoning I've ever had in my life, and I've just never, I just, I just don't do Chinese food. <laughs> I just, it just does not agree with me at all, which is really unfortunate. But the doctor says he thinks it's the MSG in the food that does it to me. Perhaps you could make your own Chinese food at home. I should probably do that. That is a trip. Maybe you can cook some for me. Maybe, but probably not. (laughs) (laughs) I've got here, they've used this method to show Bart's sadness numerous times in the show, where he and Lisa are watching Itchy and Scratchy. Lisa starts laughing at the end, and Bart just looks Mm. at her and says, Bart, what's wrong? They've used that to portray sadness with Bart probably too many times. It barely touched your Itchy and Scratchy. Yes. Bart pretends that he's not bothered at all. Who cares about Milhouse? He's afraid of the dark and the light and then his, his new friend arrives and it is Ralph I didn't get the I don't like you boy mummy well I guess that uh, Mrs. Wiggum has what's her name Sarah Sarah, Sarah yeah. I, I'm guessing that she has probably had to correct Ralph on numerous occasions so any time that he's corrected I think he assumes that it's uh, they're channeling his mummy okay. and still not a great joke. Not a great joke, no. Barely a joke. Homer sees the billboard, diamonds, because money equals love. Oh, all <laughs> those loveless losers. They're so lucky. And this is where the rich woman walks past, and she says that he smells worse than last time. She gives him some more money. So Homer roughs himself up and starts begging on the corner. I like that. We'll settle for cents. On the yes, side. indeed. <laughs> Need dollars. We'll settle for cents. <laughs> the hobos are all impressed. or he, the, the, the main hobo is impressed with the penmanship. Do you ever give uh, money to the homeless? I gave ten dollars to a homeless person like two days ago. Oh, good for you! Yeah, I've got- sorry, that that sounded like good for you. I didn't mean that. I mean good for you. That that's good. Um, yeah, I I gave some coinage to some guy who was uh, only a young guy. He sort of crashed out outside the um, outside the Woolies, outside the Strand. Strand, same guy. That's the one I gave him to. Yeah, and it was a. I was out to pick up some groceries. It was a cold night, and I thought, this he, poor he, dude. He young dude. Yeah. He did. He looked like he was in his teens. Yeah. Like, I mean, like, later teens. I'm like, shouldn't be out here, dude. But luckily, it looked like he had a bit of coinage in his cup. So, um, but I only had a fitty or $1.50. So- You're getting the one fitty. He, he got the one fitty. <laughs> <laughs> my, my generosity only stretches so far. But um, sometimes, like- if I was in this situation, yeah, look, <laughs> I would certainly want someone to hand me over a few coins so I could, you know, duck into the woolies and grab a bag of bread rolls or something just to, you know, to stave off my hunger for a little while. But I've, I've just always just gone, if you've got to this point where you're doing this, and a lot of people have the impre- have the uh, opinion of, oh, this is going to go buy smokes with it or this is going to go buy alcohol. 
whatever gets them through the night, mate. Night, like, man. Yeah, absolutely. Like, I, I know that there's, there's two ways of looking at it. You know, they're, they're probably not working. They don't just you can you can think they don't deserve it, but this guy just wants to get by. So yeah, what you're not going to miss this couple of dollars. Just chuck it. Who cares? Yeah, yeah. On a, on a cold evening. Yeah. Yes, it makes you feel Handed. good too. Oh yeah, hand it over. Or, or or become a four-figure discount <laughs> I patron. Gonna, I knew you were going to bring back to being a patron. <laughs> if, okay, guys. If you become a, a $20 patron this this uh, this uh month, Guy will send you a 30-second video of him singing, Mr. Bojangles. <laughs> Mr. Bojangles. <laughs> he will, oh, he'll, he'll do it. He'll do it. <laughs> oh, oh, he'll do it. <laughs> Don't think you won't do it. <laughs> but where were we? <laughs> uh, need dollars, will settle for cents. Yes, Hobo is impressed with penmanship. That's right. He gives Homer some pointers and he goes through the six schools of begging, as you discussed, uh, discussed earlier. Bad musician, messed up vet, cripple, fake cripple, religious, zealot, and crazy guy. What would you be, do you think? Which, um, which six schools of begging? I... Like the idea of you pretending to be fake cripple. I like to see what cripple you would try and pretend to be. Well, like Eddie Murphy at the start of Trading Places. <laughs> My legs! My legs! I can see! I can walk! That's so funny. Maybe, um, maybe I, religious zealot? Maybe bad musician. Yeah, just the, 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 pity, the pity money. Yeah, with um, like the kid, the kid I've, got the, a, I've got like a, a mouth organ around here somewhere. So the kid, the kid. <laughs> Louise took my money away. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like that kid that sits at the front of the footy ground when the, the cat's winning and plays the um the theme song on the trumpet. It's like oh. it ain't it ain't good. But you have a dollar, buddy. You know yeah. you look like you're six. And if you're real prick, you're like, hey, buy yourself some more lessons. <laughs> <laughs> Coke and Pepsi are the same thing. Wake up, people. Wow. Now that is good crazy. I like that. Um, Homer, Coke and Pepsi are the same thing. thing. Open your eyes, people. It just D- Dan is very good at acting crazy. He's really, really he good. He is. He is very good. And he, he predated Twitter with that yeah, kind yes, exactly. of uh, by espousing uh, weird opinions as loudly as possible. He goes to uh, Costington's with his money and gets my f- favorite moment. Oh no! Oh no! Oh no! Oh yes! We're now at the airport, and Bart is taking the No Frills airline flight eighty nine, and unfortunately crashes. He's going to go visit Millhouse. Uh, no Frills. That reminds me of the supermarkets. Remember Franklin's Fresh? No Frills. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. That's where we had to shop because we were poor. <laughs> but here- it's funny now, though. You go to the main chains like Coles or Woolies. And they've got yeah, I'm still listening. Sorry, yeah, they've got home brand, but then they've got their sort of elevated home brand as well. Yes, I know. It's like <laughs> there's, there's two different types of Coles brand tuna now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So it's like, well, I'm not so poor that you know I have. I'm <laughs> mid. I, yeah, I don't have to get you know Coles no name. I could get Coles Deli. <laughs> so I got a medium Big Mac meal this week, mummy. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know why they do that because you know it comes from the same factory. Pretty much. It'd be the same shit inside. It has to be. Yeah. Do you know sometimes though, the, the home brand shit is the best. Home brand garlic bread, the best. It's Ooh. like you buy all the, you look at all the expensive garlic breads like the frozen ones or the ones that they keep in the, the yogurt fridge area. Mm-hmm. They're like, they, they're, not, they're not that great. You cook them and they, they overcook on the outside. Don't, don't, the butter doesn't melt. Mm. 
So I think it's the safe way. Maybe it's the home brand. I'm not sure. The cheapest garlic bread. You get two sticks for $2. Amazing. Ooh. There you Ooh. go, guys. There's your little tidbit for the week. <laughs> There's your life Your, pe- your petty pincher. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> but he arrives in Capital City, and Milhouse has a new look, new flavor. And uh, the kids here, they're just not very nice, are they? They're very Capital no, City. No, no. They're just... It's a whole town of bad boys, Capital City. But you can understand why Milhouse would want to take this opportunity to fit in, because you only get one chance to, to appear oh, yeah. cool. So he asked Bart if he can give him a wedgie, and Bart eventually agrees. You know, I'll be gentle. Bart was very good in this entire episode. He really was. He was very... Good friend, cons- good brother. Considerate and aware of other people's feelings. Good yes, on him. definitely. What up, M-Life? Millhouse, this isn't you. This is my only chance to be cool. Now, please, let me give you a wedgie in front of these guys. No way. Please. I'll be gentle. Oh, fine. Wicky! <laughs> Millhouse, you hit Cap City on him! Springfield baby in a diaper poked his eye with a windshield wiper. Springfield, Springfield baby! Springfield baby! I'll always love you, Bart! Springfield baby! Springfield, Springfield baby! Bart is then watching old videotapes, VHS tapes, for you kiddies out there. <laughs> of Milhouse and me. I've got here, who was taping this? Oh, yeah. <laughs> but you, you just got to put that aside, it doesn't matter. But he starts crying. And you can just see here, it's just really affecting Bart. And as it would, it's his best friend. It was the kid he hung out with every day, all day, every day, mm. who's now gone out of his life. So Marge says, look, you know what? Don't worry about it. You'll forget all about it. Just go outside and help Lisa wash the car. You'll love it. And eventually, you'll be like, an hour, Milhouse, whoo. That's like, <laughs> very Marge, very mum. First thing he does when he rocks up, hey, Moldy Locks, it's it's mean, but it's it's just a brother and sister gag. Oh yeah, you know, it's not it's not being cruel. It's just like taking the piss out of each other. I liked it. Yeah, it's not digging the shank in too much. It's no. just like, <laughs> hey, you're a fuggo. Oh. Yeah, you're, you're, <laughs> hey, you're a fuggo. Hey, you're a dickhead. <laughs> <laughs> Lisa sprays his pants, says he wets his pants. Grandpa's annoyed yeah. with that. That's a serious problem. <laughs> and then he um, they end up just playing with each other because he says he's gonna he's gonna kill his whole family, he's gonna kill Lisa and her whole family. You're in my family. Shut up. And, and they're just having a good time. And as I said here, Marge is just standing by the window or by the door, I think, and she's just gazing with a big smile on her face, and I really appreciated this scene. And something that I enjoyed out of that moment was when you see them in the background sort of messing around with each other and squirting each other with the hose, they, when they turn on Flanders. This is the next part here. I was going to say, yeah. how amazing was Flanders' reaction? Yeah. <laughs> he just sits there all deflated and wet. <laughs> That's really good. So, this yeah, went, that was great. It was very funny, yeah. Marge then questions Homer. What have you been doing after work? And this is another guy, <laughs> uh, joke that's been used before. I'm not going to lie to you, Marge. And it doesn't say anything. Mm-hmm. But it's in the um, the Beer Baron episode where she goes, where are you going? Look, I'm not going to lie to you. Well, good night. And it goes <laughs> to walk out. So that's been used before, but whatever. It's a good line. I mean, yes. You, you, yeah, it just still works. Make you, use of that one. Can <laughs> I just say, right? So we've right. been watching newer episodes of The Simpsons, Nicola and I together, because I wanted to do an experiment. And the experiment was Nicola... She's barely seen any Simpsons. She's just she she grew up on a farm. They didn't watch much TV. She says we didn't watch much TV, so she she didn't grow up with the Simpsons like I did. You know, it wasn't it wasn't on every night at six o'clock. So she's watching these new episodes with me, and sometimes I sit there and I'm like, oh, it's pretty good, it's funny, whatever. And Nicola's laugh probably laughing at it, and I've realised if you have nothing to compare it to, mm. you enjoy it more. And yeah. watching this the newer Simpsons with someone who isn't going to compare it to the original Simpsons, you're going to have so much more fun 
Because I've okay. watched like maybe six or seven episodes from season 33 in the last week with Nicola, and we've enjoyed every single one of them. They're not well, classic episodes, not classic television, but we enjoy them. Okay. So they're all now available in Australia anyway on Disney+. Plus. Every Wednesday, the new episode goes up. I think when it airs the previous Sunday, so we're like three days behind. Mm-hmm. I've just, I just thought it was just really interesting to watch a new episode of The Simpsons, which many people would hang shit on, with someone who has nothing to compare it to. And all of a sudden, it's like, oh, yeah, they're not that bad after all if you just sit and enjoy it for what it is. Wise words, Dando. S- similar for these ones here, because I posted a tweet this week. Saying, did you we see know. the tweet? We know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> and p- p- people were agreeing with me because there's a whole generation of people who grew up with these episodes that we're currently reviewing and th- they would get annoyed when people would say, oh, they're shit. It's like, well, they're not shit. It's just, it's just not what yeah. you grew up with. Yeah. Danda, not just people. Al Jean. Yeah. <laughs> the, the man. <laughs> the grand poobah of the Simpsons. <laughs> not just man. A person. He, um, yeah, he retweeted, didn't he? That's right. Yeah. Did indeed. Yeah, it was pretty good, yeah. So I saw that and went, huh, so he does know we exist. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Al Jean, come on the show. Why, why, aren't we, um, why aren't we running for The Simpsons yet? I had a really good idea for an alien um, Trias Fora parody this week. And I had a good idea um, now that I'm going to write off Dando's idea. So basically, like I said, I really enjoyed Bart and Lisa hanging out together. But yeah, Marge has been questioning Homer, what have you been doing? And she finds this the panhandling sign in the drawer. Ooh. And to to cover up for it, he gives her a diamond earrings, and it was really good animation here. Got here again of the, them kissing. It just felt it looked real. Like she was just really, she was really happy. Basically, <laughs> they're real diamonds. They're not fake diamonds. They're real yeah. diamonds. And she says, finally got something to put in the wall safe. And in there is a Twinkie. Why would is why was there a Twinkie in there? Apparently, if you leave them for ten years, they turn alcoholic. Mm, I hope so. Let's test it out sometime. <laughs> They then tell the kids, oh, I've margin her dress now. Go ride bikes for a while. Well, <laughs> yes, margin her boudoir outfit. Oh, my. <laughs> they cross the ditch. Yeah, we all know you're the future of this family, so I'll go first. And Lisa's like, no, no. Yeah, you're right. You're right. But it was a really good line here from Bart. Forget everything you know about gravity. Just go with it. It's like Lisa's learning from Bart as well. Yeah. Uh, it's not just Lisa teaching Bart how to be a good brother. It's Bart teaching Lisa... Let yourself go. Have some fun. Don't worry about mm. gravity. Fuck it. Just just go for it. And they have a good time and she crosses the ditch. Then they find the Native American burial mound. And um, mm. yeah, that is what it is, whatever. It just gives well, them something yeah. to, to, to bond over, basically, doesn't True. it, in a few moments. It's, it, it's like these people have never read any Stephen King, though. Never <laughs> go into an Indian burial ground or a Native American burial ground. Never go in there. No. Homer is now singing Mr. Bojangles and just, I got here, really getting into it, really loving it. Mr. Bojangles, Mr. Bojangles, we're all Bojangles, who killed Bojangles, maybe it was you. Thank you, thank you. Remember, my dog up and died, thank you. Great singing from Dan, isn't it? It's very good, he's going all in. So, uh, just as I will, if... uh, for new patrons, if they want to, if they want to hear something. Is this some the thing? We're going to make it a thing. Every twenty dollars patron gets a gets the thirty second clip of you singing Mister Bojangles. Well, I think they all get the same clip. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So if you're a twenty dollars patron, you get to watch Guy saying Mister Bojangles. <laughs> Fifty dollars patrons, you do it in his undies. <laughs> Hundred dollars, I'd do it with more clothes on. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I actually had the hat and could do the Bojangles dance, so I'll try to do that as well. Holy shit, this is going to be a thing. We're going to make this happen. We are going to make this happen. 
All right, you heard it first here, uh, Four Finger Discount listeners. Yes, it's going to happen. <laughs> Patrons are through the roof. <laughs> the other hobos are very annoyed with Homer because, you know, he's got his diamonds and now he's continuing to still beg. So what are you doing, mate? And, you know, wants, a, wants a second house. Yep, exactly. Lisa and Bart are then researching the... It's a, it's a burial mound on the... Um, yeah. So it's not burial ground. I guess, it says, I guess it's a mound because it's a mound in the... Who knows? Anyway... They're, they're, they're researching the, the tribe that, that it belonged to and Janie calls and says that Branford Marcellus has uh, conked out the front of her house and he's just jamming away. Obviously, famous jazz musician. He is indeed. And yep. his brother is about to show up, Winton Marcellus. Mm-hmm. Both very, very good uh, jazz men. But Lisa realises, you know what? I'm actually having more fun here. And then all of a sudden, Nelson arrives with his uncle's pallet gun that he has borrowed and Bart realises, wait a minute, no, I might just stay here. And this is, wait a minute. They're my best. You know, she's my best friend, and he's my best friend. It was a nice little moment between the two, there, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and then I did like the the camera sort of going from room, you know, zooming from area to area. Have you ever looked in the mirror and gone mirror, mirror on the wall? <laughs> <laughs> no, I just look at myself. Damn, Davis, you're aging like a fine wine. Hot damn! Hot damn! Hot damn! <laughs> We're now at school, and the kids are on the swing. This conversation felt very real as well. Oh, once I swung all the way around. No, you didn't. Yeah, well, I knew a kid that did. <laughs> <laughs> Mrs. K is looking out and the teachers are. Um, Skinner and Willie think they might be a good influence on each other. And then we get Willie's famous Scots rant, which I've never really found all that funny, but apparently it's like huge in Scotland. People love it. It won't last. Brothers and sisters are natural enemies, like Englishmen and Scots, or Welshmen and Scots, or Japanese and Scots, or Scots and other Scots. Damn Scots! They ruined Scotland! You Scots sure are a contentious people. You just made an enemy for life! I honestly, honestly, guys don't know any Scots. If there's any Scots out there listening, please write in. We'd love to hear from you. Tell us what is so funny about this joke, because it's... It's very, very popular. I just don't really understand why it's so popular. Yeah, I'm with Dando on this. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe if you're Scottish, you just like hearing the word Scottish a lot. Possibly, yeah. The homeless have then uh, got Marge and they're taking her to confront Homer. And she should have known all along. Should have known for that panhandling sign and that ticket <laughs> he got from panhandling. And he says, you know, I've got you the, the Bob Seger box set, which only really needed to be one disc, but the box was nice. And Marge says, you know what, just to, to teach you a lesson, to, to remind you, I'm going to keep these earrings and wear them on social occasions. Of course you should keep the earrings. Uh, let's rewind a little, though. I won't, won't take this Bob Seger disrespect. Bob Seger's got some absolute bangers. Him more and than, the Silver more Bullet than, more Band. More 20, though? Okay, some are going to be deep cuts. Because, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, 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 box sets used to be a big thing, didn't they, back in the day, the CD box sets. I've got a heap of them. <laughs> <laughs> I can imagine. But you know, you used to get the, call in now and you'll get the best of the 70s, five well, disc collection. There's that, but yeah. But I mean, I've got the Doors box set. I've got the first five or six Spring Teen albums box set. A bunch of Miles Davis ones. I, I'd love a good box set. Yeah, it just feels like, oh man, hours of entertainment. <laughs> if you ever had a kid, would, would, did you ever consider naming them Miles? No, I think that would be inexcusably dorky of me and also put too much pressure on the kid. There you go. <laughs> 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 All right. <laughs> put in my place. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> no, it's, it's a legitimate question and thank you for asking. But, um, yeah, I, I think you'd be putting too much pressure on a 
dorky suburban white boy. It's like, hi everybody, I'm Miles Davis. If peeing your pants is cool, <laughs> yeah, he'd just he'd just have to pee his pants a lot. Yeah, and it'd be the greatest like deep cut of all time. <laughs> <laughs> that okay, I'm gonna find someone, knock him up. <laughs> purely so I can have a child named Miles Davis who can then pee his pants in jo- front of his friends. Jo- goes to Halloween and pisses his pants. The greatest costume yeah. of all time. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> and then I'll disown the kid. Yes, yes. Don't need him anymore. <laughs> Lisa is startled that um that Millhouse has returned because she she found a she she broke some ground on their research. All of a sudden Millhouse is there. What's going on? He's there with um with his Cap City. Oh, I think he calls it Cap City, not Capital. Cap City <laughs> Monopoly. Oh, yeah. And Baltic Avenue is now Wayne Street. And Kirk explains that he got a court order for uh, Milhouse to be returned due to pity custody. Boo yeah. And the repo man then arrives to repo his pants. <laughs> and again, another nice shot a la Flanders earlier. Yeah. Where he's outside. And I don't think you see him get his pants repossessed, but it's like, no, okay. no, no you do. Oh, I yeah, that Takes his pants off. <laughs> but yeah, it's just very, very, very pathetic. Milhouse explains then that the Cap City kids don't think he's cool anymore because he's having a sleepover and the uh, <laughs> a burglar arrived and wet his bed and then disappeared into the night. And I was like, I feel you, brother. I I missed a good portion of my childhood when it came to things like school camps and sleepovers because I wet the bed. I was just too scared of the secret getting out. I mean, my select friends knew. And it was almost like that thing where I knew they were friends because they didn't tell the other kids. Yeah. I was like... Telling, telling someone was like a big deal to me and when I knew that they weren't going to spread it I was like you're my man you know <laughs> like <laughs> I, I, I trust you you know nice. but it was always like don't piss this guy off because now he knows the ultimate he has the ultimate power yeah <laughs> <laughs> he's got leverage he, he definitely does have leverage that's right yeah it was, it was a bit, bit scary at times there but um, but Milhouse is back and Bart is over the moon and he's going to show Milhouse the mound, and Lisa's like, what do you mean you told him? It was our thing. Yeah, yeah, but he's my best yeah. friend. And Lisa's like, oh, yeah, I guess. Yeah. Bart is just overly happy, you know. Since he's been back, he's had three bloody noses and stepped in dog poo. Ah, it's always a party with that guy. And Lisa suggests, oh, he suggests to Lisa, why don't you hang out with her sometime? And she's like, nah, no, no thanks. He walks out. I like Tomer. Who are you in trouble? <laughs> why? Well, when one of them says there's nothing wrong, it means there's everything wrong. And she says something's not funny. You better not laugh your <laughs> ass off. <laughs> I did like Good the bit. I was like, when she says everything wrong, everything's yeah. wrong. <laughs> it was not funny. You better not laugh at that stuff. I was like, yep, that's right. <laughs> exactly right. <laughs> but then suggests to Lisa, let's play some Monopoly. He goes, come on, I'll roll the dice for you. Just, just sit down and shut up. And then she's like, all right, she picks up the card. What is this? I'm trying to do something nice, you dink. I like that, you dink. <laughs> just, 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 just play along. And she, she does, she is a fan of this. It's very, very sweet. It's a very, very nice moment. And eventually she, said, she says, I want to use this one. And you kind of know where it's going, and it's the um, it's the hug card. It's very schmaltzy, isn't it? It is indeed. Now, I did think it was going to actually end on that bit, and I was like... It should have, yeah. You didn't even need to see the card fall down and say, good for one hug. It's like, they're hugging. You, you know, we can draw their own conclusion that that's what the card said. And then, then we cut to uh, Ms. Isabel Sanford, a.k.a. Wheezy from the Jeffersons, giving us the rundown. He didn't need to take away from the schmaltzy ending. He didn't need the, the gag at the end. And what was the deal so. with the George Jefferson, we miss you? Did the actor go missing or something? I'm not sure. Let's, um, well, hang on. Let's do a little bit of Googling. I, I've, tried, I've tried to research. I could find nothing. Well, but, the, the actor who played George Jefferson was named Sherman Hemsley, and I'm wondering when he passed away because it may have been 
around this time. Oh, no, he actually died eight years later in 2012. Um, by the way, he was R.P. R. Richfield on the series Dinosaurs. I know you. B.P. Richfield. B.P. Richfield. What did I say? B.B.? You said R.P. Well, I meant I'm completely wrong. <laughs> <laughs> but is, is he the boss? Well, okay. Yeah. I love uh, Dinosaurs. Great show. Love Dinosaurs. But yes, that yeah, has been... I don't know if it was a line in the Jeffersons or... Let's have a look under personal life. I don't think it really matters all that much, does it? <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> no. Okay, let's... Uh, yeah. Not a great ending to a perfectly okay episode. If, if you forget the um the bit at the end, it was, a, it was a nice ending for sure. Yeah, an episode that's just... Yeah, it's nothing yeah. wrong about it. It's entertaining for sure. It's um it's got its moments. Not I like the schmaltzy stuff. That, that certainly worked. I, I really did appreciate I really did like the Bart and Lisa story. And uh, Millhouse got a few moments here as well, and yeah, all in all, I just I had I had a good time watching this. Yeah, not a, a particularly standout episode of uh, season fifteen, but nor did it disgrace itself. What did we learn, Palmer? So, what did you learn from this episode, Mister Davis? Well, I learned from that uh, brief glimpse we got of the bad boys of Cap City that oof, early two thousands trendy fashion just sucked ass. Yeah, not great at all. Wasn't good. No, <laughs> do you remember the the data? clothes the no data data whatever d-a-d-a not yeah, really all the kids were wearing it when i was growing like in my teens <laughs> well i was the, i was that kid at that stage yeah that's so true that's true yeah well i learned that next time nicholas says something's not funny i won't be laughing my ass <laughs> off <laughs> you will admit it from this day forward your names will be all right it's time for the guy davis new name championship for season 15 the current leaderboard stands at this in third position luke mckay second position garode harrahill and in first position nora coker take it away mr davis right oh as listeners will know we're doing it blind folks we are indeed i don't know who provided these names i'm just going off the quality of them or mm-hmm. what i view as the quality of them your mileage may vary do you have any uh, notable mentions i do have one mm-hmm. uh Lisa, The Substitute. Ooh, good title. That comes from Brian Hughes. Hughesy! Yeah, great throwback there. Well done, Brian. Nice one, Hughesy. Sorry, that was my Hughesy imitation. Let's not do do that. (laughs) Let's not do that ever again. Okay, one point. And guess what? Two people get a point each. Mm. The one point names are Dork City and Capital Sissy. So we have (laughs) Phil Hawkins and Jordan Seville. Well done, gentlemen. Yay! Nice work, yes. chaps. One, one point. Both They're both on seven points. Now they're both on eight. Well done, Phil and Jordan. All right. What's the two points? Well, guess what? Two, two people, people again. Two points oh, each. My. Two for two. All right. What do we got? <laughs> uh, and these are both uh, panhandle related. Mm-hmm. Um, panhandemonium. Oh, that's good, isn't it? That's not bad. And bump like it not. Oh, okay. So those respectively are Nora Coker and D.L. Gorman. Woo! There we go. Nora now on 16 points. Wowee. And three points. And guess what? Only one person gets three points. And that is for Mill in the house. Oh, very, very good. Very, very early 2000s title there. That also does mean that Phil Hawkins, we're going to take that one point away from you, sir, and give you the three points. Oh! Yes, you've cancelled yourself out, mate. <laughs> but it's an upgrade, so, you know, give yourself a little pat on the back. So he's now on 10 points, equal with Garode Harrahill in second position. Uh, it means D.L. Gorman and Jordan Seville are now both on eight. 
Luke McKay is still on nine in third position, and Nora Coker is now on 16 points. She is climbing away. Now, listeners and patrons and friends of the show, Mm -hmm. if you are very happy with this... blind version of the new names challenge or the new names championship let us know um i like to think it's a good development um i think dando's happy with it but if you like it let us know it just means that people can't go yeah he's just he's rigging it he he likes this person better than i do yeah it doesn't mean i like the person i just like their work (laughs) exactly right so let us know guys let us know uh, if you do want to be a part of the Guy Davis New Down Championship, you're just going to be a part of the Four Finger Discount family on Patreon at patreon.com slash discount for as little as one single dollar we do for an entire month. Just one dollar a month and you'll get access. And once you are in the Facebook group, whether you're a patron or not, you stay in. We don't kick anybody out. Did you say what, like one dollar you do a month? That's like three cents a day. Yeah, it's nothing. It is absolutely nothing. So join the family, support the show and allow us to bring you more and more content here on the four finger discount network where we the, the goal the end goal for this is to bring you daily podcasts if we can do that that's the dream we would love to do that all right so patreon.com slash four finger discount but enough about that enough panhandling it is now time for the mailbag mailbag the mail is here Ooh. jonathan rossi if you were ever in homer's position in this episode which personality type do you think you would pick oh we've already selected we've already answered that one so next one here, Andrew JP. Have you ever had a long distance friendship, and how did you maintain it? We've covered that as well. <laughs> we sort of did, yeah. Um, I, I'd say to my regret that, uh, of course, this is all pre-internet and made life a little difficult. But I mean, I'm really good friend when I was a mid teenager, about you know thirteen, fourteen. Yeah. Uh, an American kid named Jay Montgomery. Shout out to Jay if you're listening. Monty. Uh, Monty. Uh, Jay was from Tennessee, I believe. Knoxville? Don't think he was from Knoxville. But he and his, uh, well, his family, I think his father, came over to work at Alcoa in Geelong. Those were the days. The days. (laughs) And Jay was over for, I don't know, maybe two, two and a half years in my early teenage years. And, you know, we were both sort of dorks who liked movies and comic books and all that kind of stuff. And, yeah, we got along famously. Um, yeah, and when Jay went back to America, eventually, um, yeah, we sort of we sort of lost touch. We're Facebook friends and we'll occasionally... Okay, know, so you still know the person. Yep. Chime in. But, uh, yeah, I never really sort of kept in touch from, you know, the age of maybe 15 onwards. Yep. Until, yeah, maybe, I don't know, 10 or so years ago when Facebook started. Well, it's just so much easier now to do so. It really is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, um, oh, no, I sort of regret that. I'd be like, oh, I hope Jay had a good, you know, early adulthood into, you know, adulthood. It's probably one but, of those uh, friends, though, where if you if he did come to a show for anything, you could probably just catch up and it'd be like nothing's changed. It could well be the case. I would hope so. Yeah. All right. Question is from Talia Enriquez. If you had to panhandle like Homer, what would your sign say? She says that she saw a panhandler at her university saying he needed it for tuition at his school. Uh, it was clearly a joke and funny. Definitely got more than a few laughs and some change from it. So what would your sign say? That's, a, yeah, I think I'd have to take the piss a Me bit. Me sign say, right good? <laughs> <laughs> I'd probably have like, will dance for food and cross out food and put beer or drugs or something. 
you know, just uh, like we'll drop pants for cuddles. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, or just look as scummy as possible and have a sign saying "free hugs." Yeah, <laughs> that would be a fun experiment. Uh, right, well, we've also got a uh, message that came through. Uh, to our Simpsons Mailbag at gmail.com. So if you're a listener out there who's not a patient, you can contact us, Simpsons Mailbag at gmail.com. We would love to hear from each and every one of you. If you've never written in, please do so. We do want to hear from you. So this one's from Cat Hughes. Cat says, Kat? Hey guys, long time listener, first time stander upper. Hope you enjoyed that <laughs> one, guy. Really enjoyed your review of Diatribe of a Bad Housewife. It's one of my favorite episodes. And I must say, of all the Simpsons podcasts I've listened to, yours was the only one who didn't just take the easy option and point out all of its faults. I think I'll only bother with you guys nowadays as I've recently returned to work, so my time is limited, and I want to listen to a show that appreciates The Simpsons much like I do, instead of just hating on it. I was a big fan of your recent tweet about Letter Seasons, and I'm glad to see Al Jean was too. I guess there's no question here... I just wanted to write in and let you guys know that I appreciate everything you do and please keep going because this is my favourite era of The Simpsons. Oh, Well, thanks for writing in, Kat. Thank you very we'll much for that, Kat. Yes. So you don't have to have a question. Just send a message. We'll read it out yeah. on the show as well. Preferably a nice one like Kat's. <laughs> yeah. uh, that was from, yes, Kat Hughes. We would prefer so not to hear how much we suck. <laughs> exactly right. No one wants to hear that. But thank you so much for writing in, Kat. It's always nice to hear messages from new stand-uppers. If you do have a message for us, you can contact us, like I said, at simpsonsmailbag at gmail.com. If you want to show, you support, uh, show your support and become a four-finger discount patron, you can go to patreon.com slash four-finger discount. You know all the extras you get. It's a hell of a good time in the in the Facebook community. They're all great people in there, and you get access to a bunch of exclusive podcasts. Don't forget to please follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at four-finger discount on Facebook and Instagram, and at four-finger pod on Twitter. We've got our Facebook back now, guys. One post we put up last week has already yeah. reached four million people. Four million people. One post. It's amazing. It's great to have wow. it back. It's so good. Um, so if you see Dando with his shirt off, exactly right. No, it's going to be Mister Mister Guy. has gone, Mister Bojangles. That's <laughs> <laughs> happening. Don't, you're not getting away from this one. That's going to happen. Oh dear. Uh, don't forget, guys, um, to please continue to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you do listen to this show. That would be much appreciated as well. We do. We will read out all reviews that come through. We haven't had any actual reviews come through for a while, but we've had some ratings. So thank you to everyone who's taken the time to do that. Were they the five star kind? They were the five star kind. Yes. Yeah. Right. Lots of them. Next week's episode is going to be the episode titled "Smart and Smarter," which I think is the episode where Lisa gets jealous of Maggie being considered a like a, a genius baby. I think that might be that one, and that's a very good episode as well. So I'm looking forward to reviewing that. This has been our review of Bill House Doesn't Live Here Anymore. Mr. Davis, any final words for our amazing listeners? Well, yes, there is. Yes! Shh.